Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Straffolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. U.S. Senator Josh Howley announced the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act that seeks to ban pay-to-win microtransactions and loot boxes in games designed for minors or that knowingly allow minor players to engage in microtransactions. In the press release, Howley stated developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction in games for minors and that developers should wall off microtransactions in games when played by minors. The FTC promised in late 2018 to investigate loot boxes following a letter from Senator Maggie Hassan. Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson announced that, as part of a legally binding agreement, Amazon will now require all third-party sellers of children's school supply products in the U.S., like backpacks, pencil pouches, and lunchboxes, as well as novelty jewelry, to provide lab testing that their products are safe from toxic metals. The change comes after an investigation by the Washington State Department of Ecology that found 51 products on Amazon had illegal levels of lead and cadmium out of 84 tested. New sellers will be required to show lab certification prior to listing affected products, and Amazon must remove any items found to exceed legal levels within two days. Following an antitrust investigation in Europe and Russia, sources tell Reuters that the Competition Commission of India has ordered an investigation of whether Google abused its dominant position for Android in the Indian market. The investigation began after a complaint that Google blocked Android competitors, but it is unknown who filed the complaint. The Financial Times reports that the EU is preparing to open an antitrust investigation into Apple's App Store practices following a complaint from Spotify in March. Investigators have already surveyed customers, rivals, and others with plans to launch a formal probe in the next few weeks. If found to have acted unlawfully, the EU could fine Apple up to 10% of its global revenue. In an op-ed for the New York Times, Facebook co-founder Chris Hughes called on the U.S. government to break up Facebook using the Sherman Antitrust Act and create an agency to regulate tech companies with a focus on citizen privacy. He criticized CEO Mark Zuckerberg's control of 60% of voting shares as creating a board that works more as an advisory council rather than an overseer and called on him to be made personally accountable for privacy on the platform. He stated he saw nothing unethical or suspicious in Facebook's acquisitions of WhatsApp and Instagram, but criticized the FTC for allowing them to occur. Hughes left Facebook in 2007 and liquidated all shares in 2012. At Microsoft Build, the company announced new features are coming to the Chromium-based version of Edge. Three new privacy settings, unrestricted, balanced, and strict, will affect tracking, from only blocking malicious trackers to blocking trackers from sites you haven't visited before to blocking all tracking. A new IE mode will open sites in an Edge tab that runs the IE rendering engine built into Edge. And a new feature called Collections will let you collect text, images, and other info into a note that references back to the pages the info came from. The notes can also be emailed or exported to Word and Excel. There was another big conference held this week, Google I.O., where they announced a new initiative to enhance privacy on Chrome. The changes are at the developer level to start. Only sites that originally set a cookie will be able to access it, and if third-party cookies will have to identify themselves for the browser to allow them, making it easier, theoretically, for user settings to block them and clear them. Google may also only allow cross-site cookies if they are encrypted over SSL. At the event, Google also announced the 5.6-inch Pixel 3a and 6-inch 3a XL, starting at $399 and $479, respectively. Both will have OLED screens, 3.5mm headphone jack, and adaptive battery life based on typical usage. No wireless charging, however, is included on the device. They include Qualcomm's Snapdragon 670 CPU and the Adreno 616 graphics card. Both have dual front cameras and the same rear camera as found in the more expensive Pixel 3, including Night Sight for low-light photography. 
Both will be available on T-Mobile, Sprint, U.S. Cellular, as well as the once-exclusive carrier Verizon, available today in 13 U.S. markets. Google also announced a number of updates to Google Assistant. The AI model is down from 100 gigabytes to 0.5 gigabytes and can be loaded on a phone instead of being sent to the cloud. This will also allow it to work in airplane mode. The idea here is to make it super fast and will be coming to Pixel phones later this year. You also no longer have to use the trigger word to turn off alarms with Assistant. You can just simply say stop. There's also a new Picks for You feature where Google Assistant can take into account user preferences to help when recommending things like recipes or podcasts. Assistant will now also integrate with Duplex on the web, which can do things like handle car rentals and movie tickets, automating the process of filling out forms you'd find on the mobile web. And finally, there is an optimized driving mode, which will suggest directions, calls to make, and music in a compact bar at the bottom of the phone screen. And finally, Tencent has decided not to publish PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, aka PUBG, in China, as it cannot get a license from the government to collect revenue from the game. Kind of a big deal. Tencent is reportedly moving PUBG users to a similar title called Elite Forces for Peace. The game is described as a tribute to the People's Liberation Army Air Force and is approved for monetization. It has a similar gameplay, background, and graphics design to PUBG, but it's less violent. For example, players do not bleed. China Renaissance estimates PUBG has around 70 million players in China. Remember, for discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com, and remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.